This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50-plus in your overall investment, tax, and estate planning, and your direct link all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And we have a tremendous show planned for you today. Um, so we're kind of calling all snowbirds. Uh, we have a special segment here today, not just for snowbirds, for anyone who does business in the United States, or you're visiting the United States, or you need U.S. bank accounts, or you need some sort of cross-border banking done. Uh, Marlene Adzori, who's a regional advisor and cross-border uh, banking advisor at RBC, is going to be uh, joining us to talk about all the services that they provide. So on our side, we have, you know, RBC that you would know here in Canada and the RBC bank branches, you know, and I uh, work for a division of RBC called RBC Dominion Securities, where we manage money for individuals. Well, Marlene also has it's what's called RBC Bank. So that's the banking system in the United States. And they have uh, the number one system in terms of uh, dealing with uh, cross-border banking. So she's going to tell us all about that and all the different uh, offerings that they have available for you. And if you'd like to get some information, we'll uh, tell you again at the end of the show how you can get some information on on all of that. So if you're a snowbird or you're someone that's using cross-border banking or need of cross-border banking or like U.S. credit cards, all of those types of things, this is going to be a great show for you to learn all about that. And then... Um, we have one more topic here to deal with in terms of year-end tax planning. It's called tax loss harvesting. And it's a strategy where you, you, you're looking at selling investments in order to uh, match them against capital gains or to harvest them to use for future capital gains. So it's an excellent idea that you should be taking care of this year because primarily because the year has been bad and there's lots of things that are down in value where you can create yourself a good loss that you can use for tax purposes, but keep yourself in the market, and I'll explain how you do all that. So stay right there. I'm going to tell you all about all that. Um, but first, um, if you have a RIF account or a LIF account, that's a locked-in account, and you're going to be opening one soon, or you're in this uh, age 71 where you have to convert by the end of the year, uh, we have a special workshop. So we're going to have three of them now. We have such big demand. So you can register for any of the workshops. So uh, two are going to be uh, in person and one's going to be virtual. So if you can't make it out to the other two, we're going to focus on what's called six steps to RIF success. So over the last uh, 25 years or so, I've developed these six steps because we are probably manage the biggest book of uh, RIF clients in Canada. So we have to know everything about RIF, RIF accounts in terms of investments and taxes and estate planning. So uh, we've put together this special uh, six steps to RIF success. If yours is not performing now and you have one or you have a LIF or you're going to be getting a, a package and you're going to need to set up a, a LIF account and all the rules associated with um, deregistering 50%, then uh, come on out and join us. All you got to do is give Dominique a call at one 891 26 37. That's one 891 2637 That's to register for the workshops that are coming up. And she'll give you all the dates and all the details. Okay, stay right there. We're coming back with um, tax loss harvesting and how you can use it right now in your uh, um, tax planning so that you can save tax right now and this year 
or you can carry it forward a number of years. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Primetime Money. How would you like to turn lemons into lemonade? I'm talking about investments. You could have some lemons in your account. You know, those are both stocks and bonds that have uh, produced for you negative returns. And for the first time in a long time, the bond market has produced uh, losses in, in the form of ETFs or bond funds that have negative returns. Well, you could use those returns now if they're in your open account. Now, we're not talking about your tax-free savings account or your RIF account. This is primarily for the money that's inside of your open investment account. So you could have this bond fund that's down in value. So now that it's down in value, you sell it. Now, if you don't want to be out of the bond market, um, you can basically do what's called a lateral move. What I call is a lateral move is you pick another bond fund that has a similar kind of uh, holdings that to the bond fund that you had. Or it could be a bond ETF. There could be another ETF that has the same kinds of bonds in it that that ETF has, and you sell that bond fund, get the loss on the books, and then immediately convert it over to the other uh, ETF or the other bond fund so that you're in a, a lateral move, so you're not out of the market. But now, um, if you bought it for $50,000 and now it's worth $40,000, you have created yourself a $10,000 capital loss that you can use against capital gains this year. So now... In your open investment account, you might have um, a stock that's in there that you bought for $50,000 that's worth $70,000. You could basically sell that if you don't feel comfortable holding that position or sell part of it, create a capital gain, and now you have the loss um, to use against that capital gain so that you're not paying any tax. You could also carry these losses uh, forward indefinitely. So now you have um, losses on the books that you can use. Like you could be someone that has a second property or has an apartment or has a rental unit and you're going to be selling it in the next year and you're going to have huge capital gains on it. Well, now you're going to harvest, which means you're going to keep these um, capital losses on the books that you can carry and use against that um, uh, situation when you do that transaction next year or the year after. Now you have losses on the books so you don't have to pay all the capital gains on that particular transaction. So it's a strategy that uh, you want to look at every year. This time of the year is a good time because it's uh, year-end tax planning. Um, so it's basically for you know investments that haven't met your expectations, so they've, they've dropped off and you don't want to hold that asset anymore. Investments that have grown very large and you could have a big, huge position in something that's just gone up too much and you have to trim some. So you trim some, you take that capital gain, now you look for something that's down in value to match against that this year. Or you could have, um, you know, Investments that have similar kinds of uh, uh, situation where, you know, you have repetition there and both of these are not doing well. So you want to get rid of one of them for sure to, uh, you know, basically move on to uh, further diversify your account. So um, those are the strategies behind some of the, the tax loss harvesting. And, you know, it's, it's really great for rebalancing your portfolio. Uh, it's really great for reducing large positions. Um, you could be in a situation where I just need some money. Uh, you know, sell the things that are that are down in value and capture those uh, capital losses. Or you could be someone that has, this is another scenario that could be coming up for you. You could be someone that has a, a mutual fund, if you're a mutual fund person out there, and you get these large capital gains distributions at the end of the year. You could be in tune for that. And, and most of the fund companies are good th- this time telling you in advance that you're going to be getting this capital gain. Now you have losses on the books that you can match against that capital gain distribution that you could get randomly from these uh, the mutual funds that you hold. So um, now when, you, when you're doing this, again, 
there's lots of reasons why you would do it, but you got to you just you don't just do it just to get the taxes. You want to look at the investment too, right? So it's a big pitfall people have is I just want to save some money on taxes, and they dump something that's just about to um, you know bottom out and start to go up. So. You, you don't let the taxes drive all your decisions in this particular type of a situation. Uh, you want to look at it from you know a great investment point of view, and then if you have something that's down in this time of the market, and like I've talked about here on the show, we could be in a, a situation right now when we're going into November that we're in the seasonally strong period for the stock market. So November, December, January, February are normally seasonally the best months for uh, gains in the stock market. So you don't want to just be bouncing out and staying out of the market. You have to do what's called a lateral move if you're doing something that's way down today, find something that's way down. So it could be an oil and gas stock. Say, for instance, you have an oil and gas stock that's down a lot. Look for another company that trades similar. You can see charts and look at it and trade similarly. It has has good qualities, just like the one that or uh, has better qualities than the one that you're selling, but is in the same kind of a boat. Do a lateral move to that, or and you want to stay in the same sector. So it could be a healthcare company for another healthcare company. It could be a bank for another bank. But again, you got to analyze each company and say that this one really has too many problems. It's going to stay down. I'll take the loss. And this one has some problems that get pulled down with all the other banks, but it's going to be a lot better in the future. This would be a great lateral move to do for uh, you know harvesting these these capital losses uh, onto the books. So. There's like four or five reasons there. If you'd like to learn more, I have a great um, publication for you. It's called um, Tax Loss Harvesting, Turning Investment Lemons into Lemonades. And it talks about, you know, uh, which ones you should consider selling in, in your account. Um, it talks about uh, using the right kinds of accounts to transfer. And then the one rule that you have to watch for is you have to hold or wait out 30 days. If you sell um, Royal Bank, say, for instance, and you want to keep Royal Bank, you can't buy it back in the tax-free savings account. can't buy it back in the RRSP or the REF account. You have to wait 30 days, and then in 30 days, you can buy that Royal Bank right back again. So that's an option for you, too, at that time. But if you feel the market's going to move here, you could you know, potentially sell Bank A and buy Bank B at the same time. Now you've made a transaction. You have two different investments. That qualifies for the, uh, the, the tax write-off. And in that case, you're, you're keeping yourself in the, uh, in the ballgame. But I got that all written out in this, uh, the guide. And the guide, again, is called Tax Loss Harvesting, Turning Investment Lemons into Lemonade. And it goes through all of those different situations. So if you're interested, all you got to do, of course, on primetime money is give Dominique a call. And she'll be happy to send it out to you. one 891 26 37. That's one 891 2637 for tax loss harvesting, turning investment lemons into lemonade, and she'll send it out to you right away. We also have a year-end tax planning guide. So if you're someone new listening to the show and you haven't got that guide, ask Dominique for that one too. That one goes through all the different tax loss strategies you should be using here in terms of looking at your accounts and taking care of all the tax loss, not just tax losses, but tax planning strategies you should do right now between now and December the 31st. one 891 2637 Call Dominique and she'll send it out to you right away. Now, are you someone that goes to the United States regularly or do you have an investment property in the United States or do you have a business transactions that you do with the United States? We have RBC Bank that's associated with us here in Canada with the Royal Bank. 
So joining us soon is going to be Marlena. She's a uh, regional director of uh, cross-border uh, banking, and she's going to tell you all about the different uh, features with uh, joining up with the, uh, the RBC Bank in the United States. Stay right there. We're going to tell you all about it. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Richard Infantino and Primetime Money, and I'm happy to have with us today uh, Marnie Natsori. She's a longtime colleague. She has over 30 years' experience in cross-border banking. Uh, and since the inception of RBC USA, which was 18 years ago, she's led this uh, area in terms of uh, explaining to people all the benefits with the unique cross-border banking that we have. Uh, while serving as a voice uh, to the consumer, families, snowbirds, expat individuals who travel and work in the United States. Hey, good morning, Marlene. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us here today. Thank you very much for the opportunity to participate in our continued uh, partnership. Yeah, you know what? Um, We wanted to know a little bit about your whole area that that you work under, RBC USA, and it's called RBC Bank, and then RBC in Canada. Can you explain all that to uh, the listeners, and they can give us an idea of how it's beneficial to them to work with RBC Bank in the United States? Most definitely. Well, here at RBC, we thrive on leading with advice, together with our partners like you, in helping Canadians on both sides. So we take a very holistic approach and work closely with our partners to ensure seamless banking. So RBC and RBC Bank are one bank under the same umbrella. What I mean is um, RBC is a U.S. domiciled bank offering banking with same-time immediate transfers between both countries, which is a wow factor. As Canadians, we tend to be spoiled with e-transfers, and in the U.S., there is no such thing as e-transfers. However, RBC Bank, the U.S. entity, leads with digital capabilities, helping facilitate transfers at the same time, whether it be mobile, through the phone, anywhere in the world without a hold time. So you don't have to go into a branch and do a hold, uh, a wire transfer. You can attach it to your U.S. financial institution through your online. And if, Richard, you have a U.S. SIM card, you can use a third-party app like Venmo to transfer. That's what they do in the United States. So that's able to facilitate that transaction immediately. Furthermore, we bundle our accounts. So we bundle our accounts with a checking or savings account that is FDIC insured up to 250000 And we combine it with a U.S.-based no-fee premium credit card, which is U.S. domicile credit card. Now, all these features have the ability to be uploaded on your Google Pay or Apple Wallet, whether it's a Canadian mobile phone or U.S., The opportunities of seamless banking go above and beyond the personal and business banking. We also offer Canadians home equity solutions like no other. So both of these credit features that we offer base it on the Canadian consumer and Canadian income to attain U.S. credit. And let me stress, you do not need a U.S. address or a U.S. social security. Okay. Now, uh Tell us about what, when, you, when you're talking about U.S. domiciled, what's the advantage of holding a U.S. domiciled credit card with RBC Bank in the United States? Okay, let me take a step back okay. just to have an understanding of what it means to have it go through the U.S. system. So when 
many of us, many Canadians, hold a U.S. currency account in the Canadian banking system, Mm -hmm. and that's a U.S. currency. What we are offering is a U.S. currency that is housed or domiciled and held in a financial institution without crossing the border. This means that account transactions that are that are going to go through this account are operated through the Federal Reserve System, which makes it easier and so much simpler to move and make payments to other U.S. entities, such as paying other services, U.S. credit cards, um, HOA payments should you have. And again, you don't need that Social Security or U.S. address. What happens is our online banking allows you to make these payments as like rentals, bill payments, as if you're in the United States. And this also provides you and starts credit under your profile in the United States without holding it. So we've pre-approved you using your Canadian credit to provide you a U.S. domiciled credit card. So in regards to that, whether you're looking to establish credit in the United States or you want to save on foreign transaction fees, RBC Bank will pre-approve clients within minutes, and it does not affect their credit score. Again, I need to stress that you don't need to have U.S. income or U.S. primary uh, residency. So in fact... Regardless of your primary bank, we embrace every Canadian consumer to help start their credit history in the United States. Hmm. So it's, it's, quite, it's quite interesting now. Full disclosure okay. that if you have a full credit bureau in the United States to have one, to acquire one, right. one often needs three U.S. financial institution credit cards as well as a Social Security Now, you and I as Canadians, to try to achieve that is very difficult if you do not have a Social Security number or U.S. income. We are already helping you by attaining that first credit card in U.S. domiciled credit in the United States through Canada. Okay, that's that's a a great feature to have, boy. (laughs) (laughs) It actually goes a little further, and aside from... Other amazing features, insurance, points, perks that these premium cards hold. U.S. credit cards, you can save on foreign transactions when traveling worldwide. So you and I both know over 48% of the world's economy runs on U.S. currency. Visa's being one of them. So by using this credit card anywhere in the world, you are already saving on that foreign transaction fee. You know, I was thinking our clients, I have clients that already own, you know, property in the United States, a lot of, you know, lots of sunbirds in my uh, accounts that, that go there every every winter in the process of, uh, you know, potentially buying in the United States. Uh, you know, and we hear a lot that you could borrow against, you know, your Canadian house or your Canadian residence to make those purchases. Um, and people, you know, like most of the people that I have, uh, that are clients, they, they have accumulated lots of equity. So m- most of the houses are paid off. So is there a way to do that so that you can use your credit on your own house to get a line of credit that you can use with RBC uh, Bank? Absolutely. Okay. Now, again, what we do is we lead with advice and we customize this for every Canadian, every client. And we work collaboratively with you and your clients. First and foremost, this is something that I need to stress. You do not need to liquidate your portfolio here in Canada or your home equity investment in the United States. And, again, 
Nobody wants to pay premiums. What we have found is that many Canadians do not know or are aware of what we can do. And who wants to pay an additional 35 to 38% on average in foreign exchange on their purchases when leveraging here in Canada. You don't have to do that. We can make it a reality. This is where we can lead with advice. And all you need is 20% down or 25% if it's an investment property. By doing this, we can actually leverage your Canadian home equity here, should you want to use it, as a down payment only and not liquidate everything in Canada, we will finance the rest for you in the United States. Okay. We will take care of the rest. We will pre-approve you within 48 hours. You will meet with your exclusive senior manager of home equity and provide you a U.S. domiciled mortgage using your Canadian and worldwide income. All our mortgages, Richard, have no pre-penalty. So you will receive the best rate at this time, we're also offering to pay for the, your underwriting, which is an uh, approximate value of underwriting closing costs of 850 U.S. dollars. And unlike any other financial institution, we do not charge any foreign premiums. Now, that is a risk as a foreigner that can be charged up to 3% on your rate. We don't charge that. We offer you a U.S. domiciled mortgage, not a foreign loan, as they call it in the United States. And we also finance it under your personal name, a hold co or trust. And what's really amazing is before any clients consider proceeding or might want to look at some options, we also engage our uh, partners on cross-border legal team to optimize the journey. Now, if anyone is looking for additional information of how RBC can benefit your cross-border needs, we are asking them to reach out to you, Richard. Okay. And I know that you can provide all the resources and our recently published RBC virtual advice events. Yeah, that sounds uh, tremendous, uh, Marlene. Thanks for uh, joining us. That's great information. And those of you out there that are going to the United States, thinking about going to the United States, renting the United States, this is a, a great uh, offering for you to uh, you know, take a look at and take advantage of. So thanks again, Marlene, and hopefully we can get you on again real soon. Thank you again for the opportunity. I look forward to it. All right, you take care. Thank you, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that was our buddy Marlene Atsori from RBC Bank. Now, um, we have like about a minute left. So I want to tell you about, we have our Six Steps to Riff Success uh, workshop coming up, and that's uh, we're going to have... Two in person and one that's going to be virtual. Those are coming up in November. So all you got to do is give Dominique a call to register for those. She'll give you all the details. And we have uh, three different dates there. So if you have a RIF that's not performing or you're losing capital or you're taking out too much from these accounts and it's not working right, come on out and join us. We're specialists in this area and we'll be happy to uh, give you the advice that you need and the help that you need in doing that. So if you'd like to register, again, the number 1 891 2637. That's 1 866 891-2637. If you'd like to get that guide, too, in terms of uh, looking at tax loss harvesting, which is an important, uh, really important this year because the market's down and there's some opportunities there, again, you can ask for that, too. one 891 2637 Ask for Dominique and she'll send you out all that information. Okay, you guys have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week, next Sunday at 10 a.m. I'm Richard Infantino, and you've been listening to Primetime Money. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air. 
and The Garden Show.